I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk Live from Indianapolis, Indiana at the 2024 NFL Combine. I'm Noah Strackbine, joined always by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on youtube.com slash all Steelers talkers. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcast. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they are now three days through the NFL Combine. Plenty of action. Omar Khan spoke to the media today with really a ton of news, a ton of insight on where the Pittsburgh Steelers are going, how they're handling their quarterback situation. And once again, reiterated, it is Kenny Pickett until it is no longer Kenny Pickett. But we got some thoughts on that. Mason Rudolph, Najee Harris's fifth year option. And of course, who they are and are not meeting with here at the NFL Combine. Uh, It's a beautiful day in Indiana. There was a tornado here like yesterday, two days ago. Yeah, dude, it was the wildest wildest sleep of my life i might have told you that i don't remember what day was 75 degrees what day we talked when the tornado came through but i stayed up all night and just stared at my window (laughs) waiting for something to come through it it was insane hope the weather's a little bit better back in the berg how you feel my friend it's good i mean it wouldn't be an all Steelers trip to the nfl combine without a tornado warning that's i feel like you got to check that box that's like the free space in the in the bingo uh we don't have any tornadoes here uh, it is Good. freezing cold, uh, but we just got to make it through today. This weekend's going to be going to be beautiful, so we just we're we're fighting through today. And once we get through it, that's all that matters. Yeah, it's the the same here. If it's windy, it's like your bones are breaking, and if it's calm, you're like, all right, we could we could deal with this. I'm from Pittsburgh. It's not. I feel bad for everybody coming in from Vegas and the West Coast. And I mean, Donnie <laughs> Droon is having a hard time out here in his sweatshirts. So they're they're surviving. We're just we're getting through. Every second, of every day. Today, Omar Khan spoke to both the local media and the media as a mass addressed a bunch of stuff. Obviously, the Steelers quarterback situation was the the biggest thing, the biggest topic of note by everybody. He was immediately asked, hey, what are you going to do? He was actually asked, are you going to trade for Justin Fields? And uh, he didn't shut the door. He said, but, yes, uh, it's crazy. No, no yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had more to say about Kenny Pickett, more to say about Mason Rudolph than he did anybody else and I think that's where we start today he uh, confirmed that the team has been in contact with Mason Rudolph's representatives also said that they have quote-unquote full faith in Kenny Pickett to this point reiterated once again that they want Mason Rudolph to return but he also said that uh, he thinks every player has the right to or, or you know deserves to see what options are out there you look at the situation, you hear what 
Omar says today, it's it's almost nothing new, but you hear it from another voice in another way. Um, your thoughts, you know, to know that they're that they're still reaching out. You think that uh, talks are, are going smoothly at this point? We're a little under two weeks away from the actual free agency doors opening, and the Steelers have the opportunity still to ink a contract before then if if they'd like to. Yeah, I think you know, like you said, this is. A lot of the same information, just kind of repackaged into Omar Khan. But I, I, what I found notable was, you know, what Khan said about, you know, how every player deserves to kind of explore their own market. Um, because I think that kind of indicates to me that this is going to be a slow process with Mason Rudolph. They are yeah. going to, I mean, because the reality is whether or not Omar Khan thinks that every player deserves to explore their own market, they're going to. Uh, so, you know, Mason is going to see what he can get. He's going to see what his options are. He's going to see who wants him. Um, you know, I, I think I had higher expectations than uh, for what he could get and, and the opportunities that he could get than it seems like some other people, like especially in the national media, think. Um, so, uh, you know, wherever his market goes, Mason's going to follow it and he's going to really do his homework because I think I've said earlier in the offseason, this is a, a huge offseason for him, like personally. Uh, this is a pivotal year for him to get a paycheck, for him to maybe get an opportunity somewhere that leads into another big paycheck. So, he he's owes it to himself to you know like Omar said explore all of his options see what's really gonna be the best fit for him and to that extent uh, the Steelers are gonna just have to probably wait a little bit you know because uh, that's gonna be a process that's gonna take a minute uh, he's gonna exhaust every kind of avenue that he has for seeing what he can get and so the Steelers are gonna have to be a little patient I feel like he knows what the Steelers are going to be able to offer him, what their deal is, what the situation is there. And, yeah. uh, uh, you know, until he makes a decision, though, the Steelers are kind of forced to sit on their hands a little bit because they've said they, they want Mason back. They want him to to be a part of this competition with Kenny Pickett. So kind of hinges on what he decides to do. I agree. I, I, I look at the situation and I say the Steelers understand fully that they are probably going to walk into free agency and – Maybe Mason gets a new deal. Maybe not. Can I ask you this? Do you think that the Steelers, and we've had this conversation before, but I think that things have changed and we've talked to a lot of people since then and gotten some insight on really the direction that the Steelers are, are looking. Do you think that they're they're willing to wait at least maybe a day or two into free agency and saying, hey, you know, Mason still hasn't signed elsewhere. We'll, we'll, we'll keep the door open because we'd like him to see just like he, just like he said just like Omar said we'd like him to see what his market is then we can play with that maybe best case scenario it suits them better because his market's not that high and he wants to come back to Pittsburgh for maybe less money oh you mean like wait for him to kind of get some offers from other teams and then see yeah, yeah. To... And maybe not even offers but maybe just you know open like I we've had the conversation before where it's you kind of think maybe the Steelers won't give Mason Rudolph time to explore other things because they'll look to move on. Do you think that instead they'll view it as, look, at he deserves the opportunity to go in free agency, but we want him to be our guy. Omar kind of let it slip for like a half a second that he was like, he was like, yeah, Mason does like it here in Pittsburgh. And then, you know, went back to the whole, but, but he's a free agent. And I was like, yeah, you know, I think both sides kind of, they, they like each other. Mason just fully understands that he may never have this opportunity again. So do you look at it and just say, maybe they'll leave the door open for a day or two once the market opens just to say, okay, we'll, we'll let Mason do his thing and then hope he comes back. I, I think what they'll say is, look, just before you make any final decisions, 
yeah, come back to us. Like, like, let us give us a chance to basically give us a chance to match this. And if you don't like it, you don't like it, and you can go sign with who you want to. But just let us kind of have the final say. Let us, like, you know, decide. You know, let us let us respond to any offers you get because I think, like you said, there is definitely mutual interest. Uh, I think Mason has a personal attachment to this city, um, yes. to, to the team, to the team that drafted him, um, and, and especially after getting the kind of chance that he did. Towards the end of the season, I think he feels feels a connection to the organization in that way, and so I don't think he's going to say completely, "Oh, I'm closing the door as soon as I get an offer that I like." Um, I, I think he's going to, I guess you could call it doing right by the Steelers, but I think he's going to to keep that door open because who knows how far, who, who knows how high the Steelers are willing to go. I mean, especially if that price tag isn't as high as maybe I thought it was going to be, I think yes. the Steelers would absolutely be willing to reach a little bit more. With the improve, with the uh, higher salary cap, with with all of the the stuff that they have going on, so um, I think they are they are saying to Mason, you know, hey, can just keep us in mind. We're going to still be here. We're 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 willing to to be a little bit patient with you too. I I agree. I agree. I think that the Sealers and Mason probably have an understanding, and I think Mason does too. Like I I think Mason wants to see if he could get more money, but I don't think he thinks there's a better opportunity. And I don't think that there is a better opportunity. I don't think you could go anywhere else and say, eh, well, on the ins like he's nobody's going to guarantee him a starting job. And at least in Pittsburgh, you're going to have the opportunity to compete with somebody that really you've already beaten out. Like once you get exactly. a fair shot, exactly. you've already beaten out Kenny Pickett. So I don't think that he's going to have an opportunity. I think he's going to view the Steelers as this is a spot where if the Steelers offer me a realistic contract, something that I think I could work with, and nobody's tossing me crazy dollars, the Steelers are the team I'm going to sign with. And I think Pittsburgh understands that. I think Omar Khan understands that. I think that they want they they know he wants to do his due diligence, obviously, because this is a lot like it's not a couple of bucks. You know, it's not like uh, he might get a million dollars more here. A million like I think, you know, they're leaving it open just in case somebody wants to be like, hey, here's ten million dollars a year. <laughs> OK, sounds good. Like that's where I'm going, you know, but I don't think that he views anywhere else as a better opportunity than Pittsburgh. And I think because of that. Both sides will kind they'll they'll be they'll have some wiggle room, you know, to during this whole thing to say, you explore what you need to explore. We understand that we kind of we kind of hold some upper ground, and we'll we'll take it from there. And and once that happens, you know, if Mason goes elsewhere, then you take it to step two. But for right now, it kind of just sounds like there's a process, and and both t both sides have an understanding. And I don't think we've gotten to that point yet when it came to to this negotiation. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and they're both. Yeah, I think the the fact that like Mason, I like I'm just surprised that their interest doesn't seem to be as high like from elsewhere. You know, like you haven't yeah. heard any buzz about like oh so and so team is is interested in Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph's a fit for so and so team who needs a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, I I think that that gives the Steelers a little bit of calm. That gives Mason a little bit of. Okay, let me be patient with this as well. Let me see where the market goes with this. I think both sides are not. I mean, standoff makes it sound like they're it, like like it's an adversarial relationship, which I don't think it is. But it's just everyone's just kind of holding holding where they are right now. Uh, and then the Justin Fields trade will drop, and then we'll you know, and then it's all moot. And then it'll all change, and then everything yep. will change, and then everything will change. In the in the midst of, I was actually hilarious. Omar Omar's talking, and he gets asked that, and uh, I'm sure we'll toss the video up on YouTube at some point, but. 
he gets t- asked about Justin Fields and he says everything's open. And then somebody else is like, what about Kirk Cousins and Russell Wilson? And uh, it was obviously in a joking manner and Omar couldn't even hold it back. And I was like, that's uh, that's good. At least he knows, you know, at least he's got a full understanding of yeah. here it is. This is this is going to happen. I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Uh, He also spoke about a number of other things. Uh, The biggest one, obviously, center, addressing that Mason Cole wasn't in their plans in 2024. And... He just kind of addressed, hey, it's a respect thing. It's same with Chuk, same with Presley, uh, same with Mitch Trubisky. Once they realized that they were not going to be part of the team this upcoming season, they figured they'd give everybody a head start in free agency, which I think is a respect thing. I, I respect that. Um, I get that maybe you could have got something for Chuk's core for it, but I think the rest of them, it was it was a good move. And I think somebody like Chuk's, who you kind of hoped worked out, didn't work out, I respect the fact that you could just say, We'll let him sign where he wants to sign instead of forcing a trade on him because he will be valuable somewhere else. And chances are you're going to get like a fifth round pick. You know, it's not going to be a lot for Chooks Cole for. He did say in replacing Mason Cole for center, Nate Herbig is an option. James Daniels is an option, but he said that he had a very good year at guard and the Steelers enjoyed what he did in guard, thought he improved. So I, I think I agree there. Said he's open to the NFL draft, open free agency, open to trades if there is a trade available. For a center, I think trading for a center is as difficult as it comes because there are 32 good ones and then there are 32 eh ones. And I don't know if you're taking a shot on an eh one. You look at free agency, I've been told uh, that the Steelers have some interest in a name like Brian Allen, probably a guy to watch. You think that's the uh, way to go? You think the Steelers are, I mean, we'll find out on Saturday when they talk to the, the centers and the offensive linemen, but you hear that, you think. It kind of changes your mind, sculpts a little bit more towards veteran over maybe a rookie. To be quite honest, not really. Um, I, I still think that they're going to look more towards the draft. I feel like the draft is the better route, to be quite honest. I feel like, uh, you know, Khan also did mention that he feels like it's a deep, you know, not just center class, but offensive, uh, but not just center class, but offensive line class as a whole. Um, so yeah. I feel like there are going to be plenty of options for them to pick up a guy who has the potential to be a long-term option. Um, that's the thing. Like, uh, you know, Braden Al- Braylon Allen, he was, or Braden Allen, he was, he's the Rams, Brian right? Allen. Brian Allen, excuse me. Yeah, uh, but yeah. He, from the Rams. He's 28, I want to say. Really? He's that young. In my, I thought I, he was much older, but I, I changes things a little bit, but I still feel like a, a guy that you can build around for cheap for a lot longer is the better way to go. Um, and I feel like that's a, that's a draft thing. And there are, at least three guys, maybe four guys that I think you would feel comfortable doing that with. So um, yeah. I, I'm still kind of sold on the draft for right now. Um, like you said, I don't, I just don't know what the the free agent center market is going to look like. And are, is that a position that the Steelers really want to invest big time money in? Uh, because like you need an obvious upgrade there. How obvious is an upgrade? Like, because there's also like levels to it. I feel like in the free agent, like there is, there is the the like ten million dollar guys like the Ryan Jansons or um, play blanking on the Bears guy, but uh, he just got cut. Um, I forget oh, his name, Cody but, Whitehair. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Like there are guys like that who are, you know, six, seven, uh, you know, upwards of that that many millions of dollars. And then everyone else is like one million, two million, one and a half million. Um, yeah. For like probably for a reason. Um, so yeah, that, that's what leads me to believe that you bank on – you know, one of these good centers in this draft, I feel like there's, there's tons of potential there that you can, you know, if you're, I'd rather, you know, I'd rather roll the dice on, on a younger guy in the draft than, than go for a free agent in my mind. I I agree. I think the, the issue with the draft that is becoming a thing is Zach Frazier starting to climb heavily up boards. I saw a couple of mocks. Oh, while I'm here in Indy, just like eating at a bar or something, scrolling across the bottom of a ticker that said, like Frazier going 25th or Frazier going 29th. And if him and Jackson Powers Johnson are gone in the first round and the Steelers don't draft either of them, which I think Frazier at 20 is it. I mean, I think you're just shooting a little bit too high there. That could become an issue. And I think if that continues, if that trend continues, you could look at it and say, maybe you sign a Brian Allen. Maybe that's where their interest comes from. And then you draft a guy later in the you know third, fourth round, and you utilize that to develop him, you know, and you say, okay, well, look, we could get two good years out of Brian Allen before he's 30 years old. Or, and then at that point, this next guy is good to go. And I think Brian Allen's a starter. I think he's a capable dude in the NFL. I, I think definitely an upgrade over Mason Cole. And if you aren't going to land one of these top two, which I think they, you know, if they have an opportunity to great, but if we're being honest, I've been told down here by, I've been talking to a number of draft experts who are not as high on, Jackson Powers Johnson as me and you were and that's a little concerning if they could get maybe a little bit deeper in the draft I think a veteran makes sense maybe Nate Herbig makes sense I'm a, I'm skeptical I'm moving Nate Her- Herbig yeah. to center I'm not like a proponent of you take a guy who plays guard who jokes about how he doesn't play center and tell him to play center I just don't think that that's the but maybe they like him you know maybe that's the that's yeah. the big move. I, I don't know. But I could see a veteran signing and a guy like Brian Allen's young enough that you could still utilize him and have two, three good years in him and then draft a guy if if it doesn't work out that way and, you know, do that. Because with the 20th pick, I mean, you could draft Zach Frazier if he's still available. I think Jack Spowers Johnson will be gone. Yeah, exactly. But you're going you're gonna to get that like, you know, you passed up on really good corners. You passed up yeah. on really good offensive tackles. I just don't know if it's the best move. And the board just might not shake out in their favor. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah. Zach Zach Frazier could kind of blow this all up if he rises yeah. to around the the twentieth mark. And I definitely, I, I don't think I would use the the twentieth pick there. There's just like better value. I feel like at other positions. Um, yes. Yeah. I, I, I guess I guess it depends on just how high, like how how this center because it's. I don't know. It's it's a good center class, I feel like, but it is. But after those, but you need a starting caliber guy, you know. Uh, exactly. It, that's the thing. Like whatever move you have to make, it has to be starting caliber right away. Um, and if you don't, if you're not convinced about one of those top four guys, uh, then just go with a free agent. Um, but like I, I think any move you make, you have to be sure that this guy, for at least the next, you know two, three years is going to be our, our center. Like it shouldn't have to be a position of worry at all. And so I guess I I think free agent might, you know, a a Brian Allen might give you more assurance there. Like it makes it, makes it less of a headache. You know, I think you, you stay up, uh, stay up, stay, but you lose less sleep over, over a Brian Allen than you do, you know, a Zach Frazier or a Cedric Van Pran or, 
Jackson Powers Johnson or even uh, I think it's Grant Barton, right? From yeah, Duke. yeah, yeah, Grant um, Barton. Yeah, like I think those guys are, for as much as I like them, they are they are a roll of the dice. And if uh, you know, it, with with uh, Frazier like rising the way that he has, that I don't know that that blows things up a little bit, like you outlined. So I would just that. Yeah, that that would be a case where I would say that would make me kind of go more towards the free agent route. I think. Yeah, I think if I think Frazier depends. If the other two guys after him, I'm just not sold are instant starters. Whereas in like, and you could draft them, you know. And if you draft them in the third round, cool, you know. And I don't think you owe anything to Brian Allen to be like, okay, well, you were really good for a year. This new guy's hundred percent ready to go. Um, but I, I I just think that that's I, I think it's definitely an option um both ways and and from what i'm hearing they just do have interest in brian out so we'll see what happens there interesting that omar khan addressed just that they're approaching all options and i don't know even a trade would be kind of wild you take it to the nfl combined and what they have done here so far today was corners and defensive backs um they met with some safeties didn't meet with all of them if we're going to be 100 percent honest I went down to talk to safeties and as I was walking down, I was like, I don't know if they're going to talk to safeties. And they talked to two, maybe three of them. Um, the rest of them were like, yeah, no, like I like Mike Tomlin, <laughs> but he hasn't acknowledged my existence. And I was like, all right, sounds good. Corners a bit surprising. Okay. So they talked to the two big ones out of Alabama, Arnold and Kool-Aid McKinstry. They talked to Cooper DeGene, who is another big one. Um, this guy had a massive crowd around him, like massive, <laughs> biggest crowd of the day. Surprising name. They did not talk to Quinion Mitchell, which I think immediately you look at as a, just, you know, an outside perspective and say, oh, that's a little bit surprising. I'm not putting too much draft stock into that. I'm not putting too much into uh, they didn't meet with them because they don't like them. I kind of look at it like they sent some scouts to Toledo. You don't send scouts to Toledo just just to say, hey, go scout the Toledo game. You, that's just not what they right. what an that NFL not team Alabama. does. That's not Alabama yeah. LSU. That's... Yeah, we're not looking for the sleeper. You know, nobody's like, hey, man, Toledo. Uh, they might have some guys. No, Toledo's hang out one guy, and you sent it to go watch the one guy. The Reese Senior Bowl. They met with him more than once. He even mentioned to me that you know Mike Tomlin challenged him uh, with Roman Wilson. So there's some stock there, but you see that they don't meet at the combine. I mean, my immediate thought, maybe I'm wrong here, is, I mean, they they hid Kenny Pickett, and they tried as hard as humanly possible to hide Kenny Pickett and say they didn't like him. A couple years ago, they hid Juju Smith-Schuster and tried as hard as they could to hide Juju Smith-Schuster. Is Quinion Mitchell their next one to just say, maybe we could hide Quinion Mitchell? Yeah, I mean, it would make perfect sense. I mean kind of like Kenny Toledo's. I mean, I don't have Google maps in front of me, but it can't be that far of a drive from Pittsburgh. Like Kenny was in their backyard too. Like it's a guy that you can send a scout to every week or something like that. Or you can kind of yeah. keep, keep a close eye on him because he's in your backyard. Um, so I, I think they kind of, I think the fact that they didn't meet with him was more about, well, yeah, we've done our homework on this guy. Like we know what we're getting. If he's there, if he's in the right spot, We'll take him, but it, you know it's no it's no guarantee. But just if he's there, he's there. Um, and I suppose meeting with those other guys is kind of a contingency plan. It's okay. Well, we don't know these guys as well. Like let's get to know them. Let's. But I I don't know. To me, when they don't meet with him, 
but you know we've got all this other evidence that they are clearly interested in him uh yeah. it just kind of makes me think like oh this is the top guy on their board like this is the number one <laughs> yes. dude like if there's anyone that they want in the world this this is the guy yeah, I agree. I, I think they're just like, I don't know. Like, I think it's like a like Mike Tomlin. Like, you know, it's like when like a kid or even like an old guy like thinks that they're like pulling one over on you. They're like Mike yeah. Tomlin's just sitting around. He's like, they have no idea. They don't. They have no idea that we like we love Quinn Mitchell. Yeah, you it's know? like it's like middle school crush. Like you're trying to be like, oh, if I don't <laughs> if I don't pay attention to her, then she's gonna really want. You know, that's what's gonna make her get be really yeah. into me. Yeah, no, the rest of the teams, they're not going to like them because we didn't meet with Quinn Mitchell. Like, I just, yeah. that's exactly what I think it is. And, and I think he's their top guy. I've been, I, you know, I've been, I've been told by a number of people that he is their top guy. That this is for weeks now. And, and uh, being here, like, it's like, it's like walking through a door and somebody be like, Quinn Mitchell, top of the Steelers draft board. And I'm like, oh, nice to see you too. Thanks. You know, yeah. Hope the family as well. Um, think that I, I I don't think they're hiding at all. I also don't know like what you like. What do you need to meet with them? You know, yeah, you've already exactly. done all this homework on them. Like you're going to sit down with them and be like, hey, how's it going? You know, we met twice at the Senior Bowl. Uh, right. Anything change? You know, how's life? Right. Like we we've, we've met with you like already in a, a less stressful environment where our like our yeah. formal meetings aren't you know counted as 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 strictly like they've they know what they need to know about Quinion Mitchell I feel like this isn't that's what I'm saying they'll bring him in for a top 30 visit and they'll sit down Mike Tom will have his his conversation with them there and that'll be it he'll be there'll be a couple of guys at Toledo's pro day Mike Tom will be one of them and you know that's that's just how they're gonna go about it not worried about it at all if he is not there because there is a possibility he does not make it to 20 the way that he's climbing I'm not sure that he's gonna um, Kool-Aid McKinstry had great things to say. Arnold had great things to say. Uh, Nate Wiggins also met with the Steelers, had great things to say. Um, Cooper DeGene had some great things to say about Mike Tomlin. All those names could possibly be there for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, you have a favorite of all those that you think, if you're going to take one, you, you might as well take one. And you're smiling because you know my favorite. But do you I have do, a favorite? I do. Um, you know, I have like a... Like, man, that would be that would be pretty funny. Uh, if Look, he was, I'm telling you, and I'm giving it away already. But no, I I think Nate Wiggins is probably like my favorite player of those guys. Um, okay. like I love I love his length. I I like Clemson corners. I feel like those guys usually work out. Um, I just think of yeah. like AJ Terrell in in Atlanta. Um, I you know I've watched a couple a couple of Clemson games and he's looked really good. Um. He he seems big and strong and physical, just kind of in the same mold as as Joey Porter Jr. So um, I like that. Just having two kind of big, like I like I don't even know what the word would be, but like bodyguards, you know, in your secondary, like yeah. guys who just throwing people around. Um, so I think that's why I like Nate Wiggins. But your guy, I I cannot. This guy would be just electric in the city of Pittsburgh. I He's so I, I awesome. I mean, he's going to be electric wherever he goes, but yeah, I think in Pittsburgh too, he would be, he'd be just as electric. There are just so many things like I like the pump returning aspect of it. You, could you imagine Calvin Austin and Cooper DeGene just lining up? I was going to say, you didn't name back. him. You, you didn't name like, him. He'd just, he'd be saying, you know who I'm talking about. Everybody exactly. knows who I'm talking about. There's, there's one storyline when it comes to the corners that is not Quinya Mitchell. And that is, can the Pittsburgh Steelers land? white lightning and i'm just i'm all about it 
Like I'm all about it. I think he'd be electric. I think he'd be so fun to watch. I also think he's phenomenal. You know, yeah, I think he's a great yeah. corner. That being said, though, like I'm a huge Nate Wiggins guy. My only concern with Nate Wiggins is he's very skinny. And I didn't realize how skinny he was until he went to the podium today. And I, my first thought immediately was you are very tiny. Um, but it's the NFL. You could put some weight on. Kool-Aid McKinstry, I will say, looks like a Pittsburgh Steelers corner. Like he is. He, he looks like he's going to hit you. He looks like he's going to play physical. He's lengthy. Um, he looks like he, him and Joey Porter Jr. would be real dangerous on the outside. I don't think Arnold has any shot of making it to Pittsburgh, but that would be that would be cool as well. You I think, think he's going to go too early? Because that's the thing I feel yeah. about. I feel like DeGene is not going to be there. I, I, I like I didn't I didn't realize Arnold wasn't going to be there either. Like I have no idea where McKinstry or or uh, Wiggins are going to land. So Wiggins and McKinstry, I feel like, are right around that Steelers mark, like twenty to twenty-five area. Um, McKinstry might even go a little bit deeper, depending. But I, I think if he's there, the Steelers could grab him. Um, Arnold, I would expect goes earlier, but but I think Mitchell changes that. I think if 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 Mitchell goes earlier, maybe Arnold doesn't go until twenty. And I think that move would be great for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I agree with you. Though. I don't think Tajin makes it to 20. I think it would be so awesome if he did. I think, it would, you know, if him and Mitchell somehow find their way to pick 20. It's going to be yeah, tough. That would be crap. I've been, I've been, uh, yeah, I've been told that those are like, when it comes to the cornerbacks, if the Steelers can pick two of them, it's those two. And yeah. it, I you mean, trade up to pick 21 would, if they both fall. Then. Yeah, <laughs> just get both. And then just, just tell Joey, just be like, sorry, sorry about your move. <laughs> Yeah, He's included in inside. the trade. This is perfect. He's included in the trade for twenty one, and then we're everyone yeah, is happy. Now we're starting to piss people off. You know, you start you <laughs> oh, toss Joey Porter Jr. in there immediately. Everybody's like, "Yeah, I'm done. You lost me on that one. You lost me on that one." I think they'd be either one of them be incredible. Um, I wouldn't put any drafts. I wouldn't put any stock in them not meeting with Mitchell here. Um, I think that they're they're all in on it. Tomorrow's the quarterbacks. Um, we'll see what happens day. there. Be a very interesting day. Very interesting day. Um, and then obviously the offensive lineman, which I'm very excited for just like a bunch of dudes to because Mike Tom, you know Mike Tomlin loves, loves his yeah. offensive lineman. You know, he's gonna be in there. They're gonna have the best. Like everybody else was like, Oh, it was great, he was energetic, blah, blah, blah. The big guys, they're gonna be like, Oh, dude, he like stood me up. He said, he said, Let's go, me and you right here in the corner. And I'm very excited for uh for them to uh to kind of see that. But it was a big day here at the NFL Combine. Indy's a good time. Uh, going to St. Elmo's tonight. We'll miss you. We'll miss you. We'll leave a table out there at St. Yes. Elmo's. I know. I'm sorry. I ate the cocktail sauce today. I was I was better because when you, for those of you who have never been to Indianapolis, there's a restaurant. It's called St. Elmo's. Apparently, it's famous. Uh, my dad tells me it's in a song or something. Um, and I'm going to get blasted in the comments for not knowing <laughs> the song, so I apologize. Um, rest, they have a, a shrimp cocktail cocktail sauce is nick might not even know this nick might be listening to this for the first time um they have a shrimp cocktail sauce and that cocktail sauce will not just punch you in the sinuses but it will clear you out for the rest of the year you will have six months of clear sinuses just from this just from this cocktail sauce last year when we went to st elmo's steven did not know about the cocktail sauce and it's just kind of like a you know, it's a it's a it's a rite of passage to just sit there and let them just do what they got to do with the cocktail sauce. So most times people go full dip because you know you're you got a shrimp, you're boom, you got one. You know you can't. Yeah, like you just boop, and then you put it in your mouth, and 
it hurts. Like, it's not like, oh, that was spicy. It's the craziest thing. They were walking down the hall today, and you smelt it as they were walking down the hall. That That's the thing. It's not even like – it is spicy. I, it is. Yeah. But, like, that's not the overwhelming sense that you get. You just get, like, no. a tingling sensation throughout your entire face. Yes, yes. Immediately start – yeah, that's the thing. It's not like you, like, ate some wasabi or something. Like, it's just, like – like it, you can't explain why you're crying or why everything is just like pulsating. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. exactly it. Um, but the, there was somebody new today. Oh, go ahead. No, yeah, I was gonna say like I think I had my first one the last year, the day, like the morning before we went to St. Elmo's, and I yeah. like had my first one in the morning. Whatever, knocked me out. And then we get St. Elmo's that night, and someone someone had an extra one or like didn't want didn't want to eat theirs, and I had like three, I think, at dinner. It was awesome. <laughs> That's the thing. It is delicious. Like people are like, oh, it's a good. I'm like, it's fantastic. Like I'll I'll go through the pain every time because it's that good. But today there was somebody sitting next to me. He's never had it. And, you know, I just I didn't feel right. I didn't know him well enough. He was like, he's like, why is everybody laughing? I was like, wipe some of it off. Just wipe. <laughs> like you put too much on there. It's going to hurt. Um, I felt good. So I'll eat some. Uh, I'll eat some in your honor tonight. And appreciate it. Yeah, when I I'll send a picture of me like tearing up or something, as it does, <laughs> as one does. Uh, with that, we're heading out of here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash All Steelers Talk. Check us out anywhere you get your podcast. And as always, find all all of our work at AllSteelers.com and our pit coverage at InsideThePanthers.com. We will be back on Monday to round out everything that you guys missed the next couple of days at the NFL Combine. And hopefully I make it back to the city of Pittsburgh if these shrimp cocktails do not kill me tonight. That being said, enjoy another beautiful day in the burg. Peace.